0: This is Barry Zelma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's blog, Zalma on Insurance. Today we're going to explain why if you do the crime, you must serve the time, and why an insurance fraudster expressed absolute chutzpah by, after pleading guilty, he tried to reduce his sentence by an appeal. That had no factual basis. The case called United States of America versus Armando Valdez, a decision of the United States Court of Appeal for the 11th Circuit on December 19, 2023. Noted that, after pleading guilty, Armando Valdez appealed his sixty month sentence for healthcare care fraud in violation of eighteen u s c section thirteen forty seven Valdez's conviction and sentence arose out of his scheme to submit millions of dollars in fraudulent medical claims to United Healthcare and Blue Cross Blue Shield for intravenous infusions of inflexibab, an expensive immunosuppressive drug. These infusions, purportedly given to patients of Valdez's medical clinic, Gaciel Medical Services, were either not provided or were medically unnecessary. Under sentencing guidelines after he pled guilty, A defendant's offense level increases with the amount of loss caused by the offense. In Valdez's case, the base offense level was increased by 22 levels because the district court found that the loss amount was $38 million. The guidelines... Provide that a defendant's base offense level is increased by 22 levels if the loss from the fraud offense was more than $25 million, but less than $65 million. Guidelines do not require a precise determination of the amount of loss. Instead, the district court need make only a reasonable estimate based on the available information. While the government has the burden to prove the loss amount with specific reliable evidence, the district court may make its factual findings as to the loss amount based on, among other things, evidence presented at trial or sentencing, or on the undisputed statements in the pre-sentence investigation report, the PSI. Valdez was unable to show the district court's determination that the loss amount of 38 million dollars was clear error. In his factual proffer and at his plea hearing, Valdez admitted through his medical clinic Gaziel, he submitted approximately 33 million in fraudulent claims to United Healthcare and approximately five million in fraudulent claims to Blue Cross Blue Shield. Because there is a strong presumption that these statements are true, the district court could rely on them in determining the loss amount. Valdez's arguments fail because, first, for purposes of the loss amount under the intended loss includes unlikely amounts of pecuniary harm, such as claims that exceed the insured value, and second, At the sentencing, Harry Valdez's own fraud analyst testified that even accounting for duplicate claims, the total loss amount was above $25 million. The Eleventh Circuit concluded, therefore, that Valdez did not show clear error in the district court's determination. Valdez also challenged the district court's application of a sophisticated means enhancement Valdez argued that his offense involved the largely repetitive act of billing for a service that was not provided and was easily detectable. If a defendant's fraud offense involves sophisticated means, his offense level is increased by two levels. Whether conduct is sophisticated is based on the conduct as a whole, not on the individual steps. Repetitive and coordinated conduct can be a sophisticated scheme even when no one step is particularly complicated. Addressing a sophisticated means enhancement, the 11th Circuit reviews a district court's factual findings for clear error. The 11th Circuit found no error in the district court's application of the two-level sophisticated means enhancement. Based on his factual proffer, and undisputed facts in the PSI, Valdez operated an elaborate, years-long scheme to defraud insurance companies for expensive infleximab infusions, obtaining over $7 million as a result. The large amount of money defrauded in the six-year period the scheme went undetected, supported a finding of sophisticated means. The fact that Gazagel was a real medical clinic that provided other legitimate medical services to real patients, including primary care services and other intravenous infusions, made the fraud scheme involving mad infusions more difficult to detect and was thus sophisticated. If defendant abused a position of public or private trust or used a special skill in a manner that significantly facilitated the commission or concealment of the fraud offense, the sentencing court increases his level of offense by two more levels. Being a doctor is a type of special skill. The undisputed facts show Valdez used his skills as a trained doctor, whether licensed or not, to facilitate his fraud by submitting false medical claims. Given that Valdez used his special skill in the commission of his offense, the district court properly applied the two-level enhancement. Valdez then tried to get around the fact that he had agreed to to the forfeiture of his residence. He argued that the district court erred by ordering the forfeiture of his home as substitute property. Valdez admitted that as a part of his plea agreement, he agreed to forfeit his primary residence as substitute property. The record showed that the forfeiture allegations in Valdez's indictment and the plea agreement he signed both expressly identified Valdez's primary residence by address as being substitute property potentially subject to forfeiture. The district court explained, among other things, that Valdez, not only agreed to give up property that was directly derived from his crime, but also to give up what is known as substitute assets. Valdez responded that he understood the forfeiture provision when he spoke with the district court judge. The record as a whole reflected that Valdez understood that his primary residence was the substitute property that could be subject to forfeiture. Because Valdez showed no plain error in the district courts accepting his guilty plea as to the forfeiture allegations, He failed to show the district court erred in ordering the forfeiture of his primary residence as substitute property. In my opinion, insurance fraud perpetrators have unmitigated gall and refuse to admit that they were actually caught committing the crime of insurance fraud and must serve the time and pay the restitution or fines required. Valdez tried even though he had committed the fraud without being arrested for six years, after entering into a plea agreement to avoid trial in a more lengthy sentence, included the forfeiture of his home only then to file a spurious appeal to save it. The 11th Circuit saw through his scheme and made him serve the time in prison for 60 months and pay for the crime with the assets he gained as a result of his years of fraud. Even if the house was not part of his criminal uh, profits, he agreed to allow it to substitute for that ill-gotten gains. He is now and should stay in the Grey Bar Federal Hotel. This video was adapted from my blog, Zalma on insurance, which is available free to anyone who clicks on the URL, zalma.com blog. You can subscribe to the blog and you'll receive notice of every blog posting, usually five, sometimes six a week. You can also subscribe to these videos for free on YouTube or on rumble.com. And if you do, I'd appreciate it if you click on the like button on youtube or the thumbs up button on rumble.com please tell your friends and colleagues about the blog and the videos and let them also subscribe and if you're interested in further detail about insurance insurance law insurance claims and insurance fraud please consider for a very small fee subscribing to my substack publication